curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're In Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're In Sales Podcast. The So You're In Sales Podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy. Let us show you how. Now, on with the show. This episode finds us with a returning guest, Jill Elbers. To say the seven months since our last discussion were a roller coaster ride for Jill is being conservative. And what must have felt like a combination free fall skydive going on inside a great Gatsby S park, coupled with like a poker match and some. International intrigue mixed in for good measure. Jill's decision to join Bamboo earlier this year was the end result. Jill, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be happy for you or just like fascinated with what that all must have been like. But, you know, I'm so happy to have the good fortune of chasing the now 43rd most influential person in the industry. And, you know, more importantly, obviously, my favorite sales co conspirator. And good friend, like, let's, what the heck? Let's, let's just get into it, Jill. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I'm- so, yeah, um, I feel like the last seven months have been very roller coaster ish. Um, probably about seven months ago is when I, I just started knowing that um, I needed a little change and it was time for me to spread my wings and try something new. You know, I've loved everything I've done, um, in the past, my career, but it was just, it was time for some new experiences and new challenges. And I, I kind of went about it with a very strategic, uh, direction of thinking about what I wanted to do long-term, what I love to do, what I'm good to do, good at doing, um, and try to be laser focused on that and finding the right fit for me. And through that process, I, I looked outside the industry which, you know, was challenging for me because I love this business so much. Um, and then I looked inside this industry and just said, where's the next bit? It has to be culturally right. It has to be on the cusp of the next thing that's going on and very fast paced and fast moving. And I found myself um, after looking many, many, many places at BMCO. Yeah. So 
Um, I feel like I have a unique perspective. This is kind of like what I told you from our seven-month-old talk now. I have the good fortune of sort of sitting on the sidelines of the tennis match that is your career and getting to watch, you know, as you win championships and have higher and higher degrees of success. And what's interesting to me in that process is knowing you well enough to know um, you're very loyal. And so I can only imagine, you know, there had to be some kind of process you had to take yourself through to say like, this isn't just a salesperson leaving a company and going and joining another team. You know, you're, when you're so closely tied to the leadership of a sales organization and really the operations of the business, it's not just the the title, it's all of the people that come along with, you know, those relationships. So certainly, you know, I, I, I'm not going to make you have to go through the whole process of, of saying how much you loved everybody at Chomsky. I know everyone knows that you did. And the way that you handled it was, you know, first class. And I think that's a reflection of the respect that you had for the people that helped you with your career. But talk about like how for other people who maybe would be considering something so seemingly like challenging as uncoupling from being a top producer for a real big company, where do you find yourself at that moment to, to be able to say, all right, you know what, this is why I know I have to. I think that you just have to be honest with yourself. I mean, I'm a big um, fan of gut instincts. I mean, with data, (laughs) Um, but I think usually down inside you, you know, it's time for something else and you might feel just internally stirred um, and, and needing to do something else. And a lot of people will, you know, not take that on because it's easier probably not to. Um, but you know, sometimes you need to leave the good for the great. And if you know that you're leaving something on the table, then you definitely need to explore that. You might explore it and choose that it's not for you. It might be going from the supplier side to the distributor side. It might be going from the distributor back to the supplier. It might, you know, it might be doing something completely outside the business, whatever it is. You just really have to know who you are and what you want. And I think that you know, we're all individuals, regardless of where we were, what we did. And you have to uncouple yourself a little bit from that and just really, you know, think about your own skill set and what's next for you. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's a very important word that you keep touching on in your description, and it's the word next. And I, I wanted to take a minute. Um, this in, I, I see a lot of that in, the arc of your career anyway, when it comes to you, you've always been stimulated by the idea of the next thing. And knowing that, I guess, when you came to that, what was it more of a who else not here or more where, where is it going and where should I go based on what I see? Yeah, I've been seeing the industry changing for about two, maybe three years. Uh And um, you know, as a whole, it's moving so much faster than it was. And, you know, you have to become an expertise, you know, need to have an expertise and become an expert in one of several categories, whether it be the complete online conversion space where, you know, it's SEO and you're acquiring customers, 
or the space where it's very B2B and consultative. And that B2B consultative, being a partner with a customer, helping them execute at every level, that's what I love doing. And I knew that about myself. So I discluded the rest of the distributors that were not that. Um, and from there, you just go through the data about who has the next and greatest and continues to um, reinvent and reinvent quicker and faster. And like I said, through all my discovery and all the you know top 50, top 100 companies and, and even some smaller ones that had some unique th- um, options that I looked at, um, BMCO was just where it's at as far as technology. Um, resources and overall breadth of understanding about where the business is going and where the customers that we're selling to, what they need, you know, because it's really about them and the buyer, the end user. Um, what do they need in their day to day? And uh, it has a lot to do with, you know, creativity, technology, and sourcing. And they had a, a completely different outlook on that. And for me, they were kind of on the the cusp of you know unknown. And I know that they've been in the industry for a long time, but they just haven't been in that like cluster of industry group of people that everybody hears about all the time in the PR and and the networking events and et cetera. So they were kind of an unknown to me. And when I went and met and researched, I was blown away. And sometimes it's in that absence that. Uh, a, a mistake could have been made for that lack of what should be, you know, readily apparent to people within the industry with what Bamco is and what they represent. And, you know, so congratulations that you were willing to do the homework in the research because sometimes you find out something that you may not have otherwise found. Right. I mean, that's the beauty of the whole thing. Yeah. So, and that's what I would recommend more than anything is doing the deep dive and asking the hard questions and getting to know, operations, customer service, HR, marketing, you know, leadership, you know, um, day-to-day, you know, everybody who's involved that you would touch and ask all the hard questions. And, you know, just like on any sales call, sometimes it's hard to ask the, the hard questions, but I'd rather ask the hard questions up front and disclude somebody than, you know, go down a path with getting recruited somewhere. And at the very end, it doesn't make sense. You know, I'm kind of a open the robe type person and get it all figured out right now. So we're on the very same page. <laughs> no doubt. And especially knowing that you were going to have to unwind, you know, all of the things that we were describing that come with leaving the previous organization, you want to make sure that you're not leaving things to chance. So as to, you know, c- create any discord, I mean, you want to feel comfortable from the very moment that you step foot. And, you know, I guess, Jill, in a lot of ways, I mean, think what you said, and that really was a seven-month process for you. And so I suspect that the the average listener wouldn't, A, think that, wow, okay, there's a, that distance of time. I'm going to have to try to keep everything together while I'm making this decision. I mean, I still have to be contributing to the job that pays me an actual paycheck while I'm trying to figure out what I might want to do with the rest of my life. And at the same time, knowing that you were willing to let it take as long as it needed to take in order for you to feel comfortable to then start that process of unraveling, right? Yeah. And I mean, it might not take that long for everybody else, you know, because it might be in a different spot and they might know exactly what they want or, you know, where they've been thinking about for a while. 
but really some of that time too is just getting yourself mentally prepared <laughs> yeah and really no focusing on you and who you are and, and what you want next and how you're going to be um like i said focused on that and being able to give 120% to the next thing um yeah. and being very sure that you know you've made the right decision uh it's the you know if it if it can't be a hell yes it's a no right, right. if so. it can't be a hell yes it's a no i would 100 percent agree <laughs> yeah so so talk talk now about kind of jill elbers a la bamco what what role are you playing what what do you think you're bringing to the to the business for them and where do you think um you know they're going to help you grow um, my, my title is director of client success. Um, I really hope to work with a lot of brands and help them create solutions that are impactful and powerful to their business. Um, and be extremely involved in the, you know, the creation of some of the coolest promotions, um, going on in the marketplace today. That's my intention. Um, Banco has, um, you know, amazing people and all of the different areas of the business have their own areas of expertise. It's not, um, you know, slotted in sales or completely in operations or completely at a C level. I've been extremely impressed with the talent in each and every department that I've met work with and worked with thus far. Um, mind you, it's, you know, not even a month in yet, (laughs) But um, I hope to, you know, be able to bring my expertise, you know, regarding RFPs and, and lead generation, business development, marketing, branding, and, you know, creative, coming up with ideas, sourcing, and how we get those um, creative ideas out into the marketplace successfully for the customers. Also, my expertise in international, BAMCO is a very global company. Um, so that's, you know, something I'm very excited to be able to use. Awesome. And then um, I have a suspicion that uh, when the, when the, the moment of truth finally arrived and you made the choice as to uh, where you were going to go, that uh, the leadership there at BAMCO have certain kind of expectations of you as well. So, you know, wh- where, where if I were to interview you guys a year from now, where would everybody say, you know, that was a really successful year for us with adding Jill to the team? Yeah. Um, I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, And I think that, you know, we have a plan to go kill it. Everything's in place to be able to do that. Um, but I really wanted to give myself a lot of time to get to know the team, to get trained appropriately, to not be coming in like a bull in a China shop and wanting to do things my way, um, which, you know, comes with a little age. And if you know me, Roger, that might be sound surprising to you. Um, but I'm trying to to wade in slowly and and observe and learn really right now from what they're doing and, you know, then bring back, um, you know, bigger and better things later on. So um, I don't, I'm not going to say what I think is going to happen in a year. I want that to kind of um, evolve on its own. Um, awesome. But you know, I want it to happen as quickly as it's supposed to. Well, the only person I know in the industry with uh, a higher level of professional impatience than Jill Albers is Mark Graham. <laughs> and both of you are very successful people. So I think there's something to be said for professional impatience. Uh, it's It can has a way, as long as it's done uh, in the appropriate manner, it has a way of being very successful as a motivational approach to get things accomplished. And I've been witness to you 
when you want to win at something, it's almost inevitable. So I'm sure it will be a lot of fun in the process and we'll all uh, definitely make sure that you're coming back a year from now. Yes, so, but in that process, I've I've grown to try to leave you know fewer dead bodies along the way. <laughs> yes, the kinder and gentler, but still yet yeah, very determined, Jill Albers, ladies yes. and gentlemen. So, um, talk to me a little bit about um, when you're reading tea leaves and you're trying to make these kinds of decisions. You know, some of that is based on what you believe the market is demanding of us from the buyers. And you have to take what you see or maybe even be somewhat leading the witness a bit to taking them to a place that maybe they don't even know about yet. So where where do you see what's going on on the buyer side having an effect from when you were trying to make that decision? Yeah, that's all that I looked at. I mean, 80% of what I looked at was that. Um, obviously, you know, solution-based selling, you need to have the best solution, right? Um, it's like trying to... So usually a winning strategy, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we try to start from there. Um, but you know, compliance and sourcing safety is a must right now. If it's not on your customer's mind, it should be. If it's not on your customer's mind, you need to be be the person that puts, you know, puts it there and lets them know that you're taking care of it. And Co has um, industry-leading compliance resources, um, really, really top-notch. Also, technology, um, the infrastructure that they built is first-in-class and really, you know, running over a 180 online stores, um, any HRIS slash, you know, um, internal ERP system integration that you can think of, um, and a lot of different use cases for the stores, expertise in B2B and B2C, um, completely, you know, um, also a lot of the acquisitions they did with, um, public identity around the retail packaging POP, POS, um, is powerful because not a lot of people in the industry have that expertise. Sure. And then also, um, you know, they have a lot of the licenses um, and the collegiate licenses that, you know, majority of people in the business no longer carry because of the cost. So, sure. um, you know, that mixture of things also, you know, they have their own safety compliance and um, offices in China, their own sourcing offices with a significant amount of people there that can be on uh, the factory floors to do testing, et cetera. I, I- I believe what we're talking about is vertical integration. And, Correct. You know, we've said when you have a supply chain that you can rely on, it's amazing things that you can do by comparison to when those of us who are applying our trade know that in many instances, all we can really do is tell the person that we will find out the answer and call them back. And that is, you know, when you have responsibility without authority, that is that is definitely a challenge when you're trying to win the really big business. So um, as an aside to that, I just wanted to ask you, Joel, I, I think I wouldn't be doing all any of us a favor if I didn't ask from your perspective and really um, how BAMCO is trying to handle this whole thing when it comes to tariffs. Um, you know, it uh, it's it's got to have some kind of impact. So what what are you being asked and, you know, how how are we approaching that from a client facing discussion perspective? Um, 
tariffs, you know, coming into the new year, I mean, everybody has their orders that are, you know, coming from China already booked or else they won't be on the water before Chinese New Year. But I mean, those conversations were happening um, in the summer, you know, around get it out the door now before the, the tariffs go up. And I think there's probably an increase of business. Yeah, midsummer um, through you know early fall because of that, mm-hmm. and now you know that conversation is had, so the customers um, understand what's happening and what's going on. You know, there's price increases every year. This isn't anything that you know any particular organization can control and or change. Um, right. It's really just about the education of the customer. Yeah. Um, do I think some people will reduce their spend because of it? You know, some may. I mean, you really need, you know, to go to market the way you were going to market before. Um, So I I don't think anybody will know if it will change things drastically or not. You know, I hearken back to when gas magically went from like $1.95 to $4 like overnight. And Mm -hmm. remember, all of the suppliers were having to add fuel surcharges to uh, invoices and things like that. I, I view this very similarly. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a change in market condition and it's not as if there's rampant information that we didn't dream this up. It's not something we just magically created. It's real and we're not responsible for it, but we have to be the, you know, the arbiters of what the consequences of it are. And, you know, the interesting thing, Jill, is I think you're not going to see any material effect from the tariff on our industry until the end of next year. And it's because exactly what you said, anybody who's buying that kind of stuff in bulk bought it already. It might even bump our 18 number, but I think, you know, that there'll be a buggy whip effect on that in the back half of next year, if they're still in place or people will be looking at, you know, should we ratchet down our expenditures? And I think that a lot of it will be tied to what's going on with the economy. So, uh, you know, a lot of discussion about it. I don't think you and I know the exact right answer, but I think the only answer that everybody really feels comfortable with is it's just the condition of the situation at the moment. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it'll change again. You know, I think we'll, you know, before, if we were looking at going into, you know, 2020, this will be a completely different conversation because something will have changed already. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, last but not least, uh, you know, from my promo cares heart, Phil Kusad is an amazing guy. The story of what he and his family have done philanthropically uh, in Syria is awe-inspiring. Um, so, you know, please, by all means, I don't know Phil really well at all. So pass pass along our admiration, our promo care's admiration for him um, when it comes to that. But I just, from your perspective, you know, speak on Phil and, and what's your time with him showed you so far. And, you know, how does that manifest itself in BAMCO's culture? Yeah, I mean, there's... Um foundation after charity after you know charity that bamco gives um back to and not just um one and i think that there's a lot of philanthropic people also with inside bamco that's just the way that the culture was built um you know that's very evident from just my time being with them thus far um and it's something you know that makes me uh, proud to be a part of the organization um sure. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Well, great. I mean, as to be expected, if you can't be happy at one month in, then, boy, then we got a real problem. So, of course, I was expecting here great 
uh, glowing reviews. But, you know, to me, I, I really wanted to make sure that we had a chance to look behind the scenes a bit when it comes to, you know, when when you're when many of us are faced with challenges and making pivots in our careers, you know, it's always great to hear from someone who's had a lot of success to be able to kind of hear the way that you approached it, Jill. So I really appreciate you being willing to come on and, and share some of that with the folks today. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And like I said, uh, I'm going to invite you on at least a year from now so we can see how you did. All right. We'll do this again. Sounds great. Take care. All right.